The Green Mountain Care Board was created when Vermont attempted its ultimately unsuccessful single-payer plan. The board consists of five political appointees and is now charged with reducing the rate of health care cost growth in Vermont while ensuring that the state maintains high quality and accessible health care. One way by which the board attempts to achieve this lofty goal is by reviewing and approving the annual health insurance rates. This month, we learned that the board has approved a 10.9% increase for plans by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Vermont, or BCBS, and a 10.1% increase for plans by MVP Healthcare. These hikes will go into effect from January 1st, 2020. Last year, the board approved a 10.9% increase for plans by BCBS, and 7.5% increase for MVP. As a result, in 2019, the monthly premiums of an unsubsidized benchmark plan for a 40-year-old non-smoker in Vermont is the third highest in the nation. In response to these continual rate hikes, Kevin Mullen, the chair of the Green Mountain Care Board, said, quote, these rates are not affordable. We acknowledge that they are not affordable, but at the same time, we can't put a company out of business, end quote. So we can't put BCBS out of business, but what about the people of Vermont? Vermont Health Connect is the name of Vermont's health insurance exchange or marketplace that was created in accordance with the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. The marketplace offers health insurance plans to those that do not receive coverage from their employers. Vermont Health Connect includes individuals and small businesses. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Vermont controls 90% of this marketplace and the remaining 10% is by MVP Healthcare. Following the Green Mountain Care Board's decision to once again approve rate hikes by these two companies, the local news coverage has focused on how unaffordable health insurance is for Vermonters, with several quotes from Mike Fisher, the state's healthcare advocate. I find all of this very odd because the Office of the Healthcare Advocate and other healthcare authorities in Montpelier have consistently opposed all federal measures in recent years that would have made health insurance more affordable for Vermonters. For example, association health plans, short-term limited duration insurance plans, and the elimination of the individual health insurance mandate. So, on the one hand, the authorities in Montpelier kill all measures from D.C. that would have brought Vermonters relief, and on the other hand, they lament how unaffordable health insurance has become for Vermonters. So in this episode, we're going to understand why these insurance companies keep raising premium rates and why this trend will only continue year after year. How does health insurance work? 
Well, first we need to understand that insurance is a business of risk prediction. Individuals make periodic, small, and predictable payments called premiums to purchase financial protection in the event of a future health catastrophe that would result in very large and uncertain medical bills. For example, a diagnosis of cancer or an automobile accident. To provide health insurance, a company needs to anticipate the financial risk associated with a customer as accurately as possible so that it can charge premiums that will cover projected medical costs, plus administrative expenses, taxes, and yes, a profit. Companies, after all, do need to make a profit. Insurance companies use a mechanism called risk pooling. The premiums of the members are combined into a risk pool. By doing so, the health risks of individual members are transferred and diversified over the big group and over time. For example, there are 10 people who've bought insurance plans with a company and every month they each pay their premiums and all that money is collected into one large pool. Then, let's say tomorrow, one of those 10 people has a really bad car accident and needs intensive surgery right away. So then the insurance company will dip into that large pool of funds and give it to that person to pay for the very large medical bills that he is sure to incur. Now you may think, oh, well, this is not fair. Why should it all go to that person? Well, that person could be you. And so the trade-off is that you pay small periodic payments now as protection against some major catastrophe that could happen to you in the future. Naturally then, the larger the risk pool, the easier it is for the company to transfer, diversify, and thus lessen the financial risk. And lesser the risk, cheaper are the premiums charged to each of the members. If you have more members contributing to the pool, the result is stable prices for the insurance plans and very affordable rates. This is known as achieving an economy of scale and large corporations and large labor unions are able to enjoy this. In contrast, insurance exchanges with individuals and small businesses like Vermont Health Connect are not able to enjoy the economy of scale. And so the costs of the premiums rise accordingly. As we are seeing with plans by BCBS and MVP in Vermont Health Connect. Obamacare overhauled the American health insurance industry by doing a few things. Now, before I continue, I must address an often repeated myth. Democrats have long claimed that Obamacare pioneered protections for Americans with pre-existing conditions. This is not true. The Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996, known as HIPAA, created protections for pre-existing conditions for most people with employer-based insurance. HIPAA came into effect nearly a decade before Obamacare was created. Indeed, the primary purpose of HIPAA was to put an end to a phenomenon called job lock 
where Americans with pre-existing health conditions were afraid to leave one job that provided insurance for another job because the new insurance plan would not cover their pre-existing conditions or would impose long waiting periods. Most states had already passed laws to address the job lock problem by the mid-1990s, and these efforts were ratified by the federal government when it passed HIPAA in 1996. Kaiser Health News reports that much of the language of HIPAA was written into Obamacare, and so that really complicates the relationship between these two measures. The bottom line is that the ACA did not pioneer protections for pre-existing conditions. Okay, so what did it do? First, Obamacare prevented insurance companies from adjusting the terms of coverage based on the individual's health status. So companies can no longer consider a person's health to determine the costs of premiums. Well, if you can't accurately predict the health risk associated with each consumer, then what do you do? Well, companies have been forced to increase the cost of health premiums for everyone. Second, Obamacare requires insurance plans to offer costly, comprehensive health care services. And therefore, it fundamentally changed the nature of health insurance from protection against future catastrophe to a comprehensive health services package. Regardless of whether the individual needs the services offered or not, what has happened as a result? By mandating that plans offer extensive healthcare services, premiums have gone up, which has caused younger and healthier Americans who only want protection against catastrophic health events to forego expensive health insurance plans altogether. Furthermore, Vermont's Small Business and Individual Exchange prohibits insurance companies from determining premium rates based on age. This is known as a one-is-to-one -one community rating, and I imagine that a radical egalitarianism is the ideology that informs it. As a result, in Vermont, a 20-year-old must pay the same premiums as a 60-year-old, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. The healthcare needs of a 20-year-old are necessarily different from that of a 60-year-old or a 70, 80, or 90-year-old. So, as a result, more and more young and healthy Vermonters have been forced to forego health insurance altogether and left the exchange. The resulting pool now consists of fewer and unhealthier, often older Vermonters, which translates to more health expenses and therefore higher and higher premiums. Because of these policies implemented in Vermont, most insurance companies decided to leave the state altogether, leaving behind only BCBS and MVP today. These two companies operate in a health insurance marketplace with more and more older and sicker Vermonters that cannot do without coverage because they have chronic and critical health conditions. The sicker the members in this marketplace, the more the health expenses incurred. 
the more the premiums rise, which in turn forces more healthy Vermonters to leave and makes the exchange sicker and sicker. It is a cycle that will continue to make health insurance unaffordable for all. That's it for today's wonky episode. Write to me at megpodcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Facebook on my Facebook page, Dialogues with Meg Hansen, where you can watch interviews from my TV show. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes or online on SoundCloud. New episodes every Tuesday with bonus Thursday thoughts. Until next time, I'm Meg Hansen, and you've been listening to Writing What's Left.